What the hell we got here? Some kind of public access show or something? DPS Report! I'm representing for them gangsters all across the world still Hitting them corners in them Lolo's girl still. still Taking my time to perfect the beat And I still got love for the streets It's the D.R.E. <laughs> Hello and welcome everybody To another installment of the TPS Reports podcast zoo, 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 zoo. Still representing for the streets It's the Palmer Squares <laughs> And we back, and we back. And we back, and we back. Uh, back from a little private party. We did in the suburbs over the weekend. Hell Your boys yeah, are dude. VIPs, dude. We do private parties. Uh-huh. Champagne on ice. Saudi princes just throwing millies at us. Yeah. Catered egg rolls cut in half. <laughs> <with your> boys. <laughs> uh, that was pretty fucking sweet, though. Um... I don't know if we mentioned that or not last week, but uh, yeah, we had a, a show, a private show, a uh, very exclusive backyard show exclusive. in the suburbs, which actually um, went swimmingly and was yes. a lot of fun. Yes. Uh, shout out our fan Tommy anyways and his wife. Tommy and Lita. Lita, whose birthday it was. It was the birthday party. It was Hochella. It was Queef Fest 99. I prefer Queef Fest 99. <laughs> Queef Fest 99 rules. That's a better festival to attend than Hochella. Um, but yeah, they, uh, we did two sets. We we split it. We we did like a, a forty five minute set and then an intermission yeah. and then like, another forty five minutes. We're like fish now, right? That's what we do. <laughs> um, whole lot of rootle doodles. Whole lot of drinking in between the sets, which is like what I'm afraid to do at real shows is kind of get too loaded before we go on. And then yeah. at this, I was like, I had so much fun during the second half, realizing like, oh, what are we doing? Not why are we playing a it real close to the vest show? Right, we're in the grass in a tent in the backyard. People are wearing ski masks and big bird outfits and stuff, and it's just like a goofy, drunken party. So why don't we get goofy and drunk? I was just taking schwills. I didn't see what kind of whiskey that was, but... It was, was Basil Hayden. It was pretty nice. Toast. And I was just <laughs> taking big old schwills out of, the, uh, out of the bottle for the rest of the night. And then, yeah, next thing you know, we're killing it. Not that we didn't kill it the first half, but I was just like, yeah, all my inhibitions. Yeah. I released the inhibitions... Feel the when nobody is listening at all. Yeah, it's up to you how you did, and we killed it. But also, the most important detail—it's—it's it's not even—it doesn't matter that we went and killed it with the raps. New high score on the Top Shot basketball. We machine. killed the Papa Shot, is what we killed <laughs> in the basement. Um, it's so funny how like, not that I'm in character, just being me, ecumenal at a at a at a show. But I saw that that uh, basketball hoop arcade game and i was just I'm, i just started like what's high score on that yeah i just switched gears into like i'm gonna beat it what, what is it what is it it's 86 okay i got this i'm gonna hit 100 i'm gonna hit 100 right. and then i beat it and i got like 96 on it by the way i grew up with one of these i was an only child i had one of these in my basement and it kept me preoccupied for many years 
to the point where we were doing trick shots behind the back, off the wall, bounce into the top shot, oh, hoop, that type of shit. I don't we, think it's it's like breaking character. I think it's it's no, but like my my brain. brain switched into like, all right, I fuck everything else. What's the high score on this machine? I'm going to break it tonight. Like asking <laughs> and and pretending to care about when Tommy and Lita met and what they do right. for a living. That's that's out of character. I, I believe we were like on stage, and you would think for a private event for the birthday party, we should open with something about happy birthday, and then we both were kind of like, what was her name? Right. Did we even <laughs> ask? Uh, we got it eventually, but we're like, hmm, maybe that's important. Happy detail. birthday, Lita. Lita, it's your birthday. I set a new high score. Uh, so yeah, then I got 107 on the Papa Jean. And I wasn't satisfied with breaking, the, shattering their existing score of 80 something bullshit with my 105. I had to go back and get 107. You had to shatter your 105. I had to break my own record three times. So it's so funny because like I get into this like mode. It's like the 60 second clock, and you got to hit. You got to get at least 30 points in 15 seconds to get the extended time. 15 more seconds and mm-hmm. you got to get 60 points in that extended time to get extended time for 10 more seconds so it's like if you don't get 30 points in 15 seconds your turn's over and i'm just getting in like in in fucking lock mode my my arm is just in the spot and i'm being that fucking nerdy kid in the arcade just yeah. firing up balls and then like as soon as it you know the minute's over and i get my 105 or whatever i like shake it out I'm like, oh. like I'm, I'm waving my arm like a pitcher just it's a workout like, and you know what and then you would go and i'd be like go again go again i'm not ready yet. i went to I'm not ready yet. i went to muay thai today and i was like why are my arms <laughs> that's why so fucking like uh what's the word sore is the word you're looking for <laughs> depleted <laughs> totally forgot about papa shot yeah i've been very sore boy um after that show and we were skateboarding oh i've been talking for months about it i want to set up this deck i did it i set up my skateboard and then we were skating around in a parking garage acumenal shredding it popping ollies dude popping inch tall ollies i'm getting it back jeremy ray eat your heart out (laughs) (laughs) but yeah the next day groin thigh my my bum knee like when i'll go running sometimes my right knee it's just like ah shit i might not be able to run again today because i didn't stretch it out enough or yeah I forgot. It's a lot of legs. It's all legs skateboarding. Yeah, you're an old bitch now. <laughs> and I'm already old and have a bum leg. Um, We're past the age where you can just like stoked still. Uh, show up at a skate park and just get out the car oh. and start skating. You got to do, we got to do like 10 minutes of calisthenics in the grass. I was thinking grass. all week after I set the board Where are those up, guys now? How I was going to visit my mom for Mother's Day and I was like, I'm bringing my board and I'm going to be like, peace mom, I'm going to Tarkington. And I'm, shredding <laughs> I'm as a- going to Tarkington. <laughs> I wanted to go skate at Tarkington. To shred a flat parking lot like we did when we were six years That's old. That's literally what I wanted to do and then can't come Sunday, it's too sore. Too used old to call that sore. a skate spot. Yeah. It's I a curb. still do. It's a curb. I was going to bring my board. It's but no different than any other curb. Got rained out. <laughs> I couldn't shred. It was rained out. Um, but yeah, I'm very fucking sore from the waist down. Yeah. And the, and the waist up certainly, uh, uh the shoulder up for sure. But, uh, shout out to Acumenal breaking scores, breaking records. Where is it? I did the damn thing. You guys, I came, I saw, I conquered. I'm here. I'm queer. Get used to me. It's queef fest. <laughs> 99. Yeah. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you, Lita. Uh, that was a great a good time. time was had by all. If you'd like the Palmer Squares to come shatter your Top Shot arcade basketball records, you know, where we're uh, hit us up. Yeah, we do private events now, you guys. It's going to cost you, and I hope it's like pretty close to where we live, like this one was. Yes, it's a lot easier when it's like, yeah, I live forty minutes from you guys. You want to come do a show here? I was like, yeah, we'll be there. Yeah. So, uh, Palmer Squares private parties, Top Shot record breaking uh, performances, Ecumenal, hit us up. We rock. Um, and definitely, we're going to need to hit this real quick. We should this last week. 
said last week. Things we should have said last week. Things we should have said last week. Y'all ain't posing no real threat. I be that penniless beggar, neck deep in debt. Beggar. That, that's the rhyme that always throws me when, like, in my head, maybe I'm just being. I, I think you're just being. That's no one Penniless near. beggar, neck. Penniless beggar, neck deep in debt. All it takes is you. You, you ever do that? You just flip. You 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 flip to right. the first letter of this word with this one, and that's kind of throws you off because you're. I you're already in did autopilot it mode. When I was practicing the intro. It was an unreleased song, that's why I couldn't think of it. I was like, I don't know if this is something that like I can just readily pull, but. uh I be that penniless beggar, neck deep in debt. I be that penniless, penniless beggar, dude. neck deep in debt. So it's like all I'd have to do is switch a P, you know, the the beggar. I be that pebbyless uh, 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 neck deep in debt. Yeah, it's a lot of lot of G's and N's and stuff. So that was the line I was trying to think of last week. <coughs> is there anything you failed to mention? That's it. That's why you hit the stinger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I should have said it last week. I spent ten minutes trying to think of that line. <laughs> I remember a detail that makes. Uh, I be that penniless beggar, neck deep in debt. I think the neck deep in debt part is also like, well, there's too many ends. I don't remember which. There's two callers, two trains, and um guy. One of them had a Sopranos. Oh, thing. they called in. I'm saving the follow up for the too Patreon. many to keep track of. I don't remember which one. Two trains will not stop calling in about Sopranos theories. There's more for today. Okay, well, here's also why I think it's bullshit. The whole like Patsy and Paulie set up Tony. I don't know if you want to save this. This isn't something we did on this half last week. Is there any order to this program? Yeah, l- I'm trying. Oh, okay. <laughs> Two trains called in, and uh, there's yeah, more Sopranos bullshit. I know bullshit. he did, because we're that. here, because it's Monday, because we're doing a podcast. Save it for that. We'll, we'll get into some Two Trains. The, the Patreon show is Two Trains show okay. to begin with. So. All right, fine. Um, how's about the dream you said you had last night that you wanted to tell me about? I had a dream i have a dream that i actually remember that tucker carlson will <laughs> find himself back on his feet oh he's, he's going to twitter yeah i know um did you watch the the trump town hall no it was amazing leave ad <laughs> <laughs> dumb uh it was pretty great it's just the fact that um it's the day after he was found liable in the civil suit uh from ej carroll is that her name the lady who says, uh, you know, according to headlines across the nation, it was a rape trial, even though she did not accuse him of rape, and that's not what he was found liable for. Uh, but it was he was found liable for, I believe, sexual assault and defamation, which I don't understand the whole defamation thing. All he said was like, I don't know that woman. Part One of the things they used as an example but he of, does know her. of defamation, I don't think he knows her. Oh. Just because there's a picture, this is one thing they used in the uh, civil case was like a picture of Trump and his wife in the 90s meeting her and her husband in the 90s. He's clearly like talking to the husband and the two wives are kind of just smiling at their husbands interacting. You know, that like I don't think that constitutes him knowing a person. You know how many wives have like stood there while he talked to their husband? A thousand? Sure. A million? I mean, this a is billion? all speculation too. What do you know? Like pics or it didn't happen. Maybe they snapped the pic and then he talked to the lady. I don't know. <laughs> all I know is saying that he doesn't know her. It's not defamation. Yeah. And then he said, she's not my type. That's defamation? Nowadays, What did yeah. I do to the freak that died last week? What am I liable of? Being a jerk. Dumbbell Being lady? an impatient meanie <laughs> and a jerk, I think. Dude, you hey, called wait. that lady a freak like a dozen times. Was I lying? Hey. Am I wrong? I left. <laughs> uh, but what I found hilarious was like the, the town hall thing was the next day. And then the the stupid CNN lady who, who hosted it like brought up 
that whole thing. Yeah. And he continues to call the lady a whack job who accused him. He's like, look, I still, I still don't know this woman. She was a freak. She's a whack job. I'm like, this guy was found guilty of defaming her yesterday and he's already well, back on TV calling her a whack job. It's hilarious. Yeah. That, that actually makes me, now I'm like, I, I bet he is right and he's not liable for anything. It's like when Mike Tyson, it's like, I, I wish I would have raped a bitch. Right. It's like, oh, you only talk like that when right? you're so innocent. <laughs> Nobody would be like, I wish I did it or go back to doing the thing they were accused of. Right. The story is a little, <laughs> a little weird. I don't, um, I don't know the story very well. It, it's allegedly took place like in a dressing room in a like crowded shopping center, which just seems like an, an odd place to choose to attack or assault or even mm. rape a lady, especially when you're a famous person. Um, but it's the same thing that that woman accused Joe Biden of. It's, it's like quite exactly the same exact thing. And it's, it's the same exact thing as it's grabbing the pussy. I was going to say, there's no better like place to go grab a pussy a than a, than a shopping mall. He tried to kiss me, and he grabbed my pussy. Clothing room, but right. I don't know. Now I'm back on her side. <laughs> That's where your pussies get grabbed, so I think he did it. Do you know the lady who accused Biden of the same thing? I don't know this woman. Throwing up her against the wall. She's a whack job. Forcefully kissing her and then ramming his fingers down there. Mm-mm. Tara Reid. Tara Reid? Should we collab with her? <laughs> <laughs> Different Tara Reid altogether, right. but Joe Biden had the hots for her. So Donnie, Scott Free, he's back on the CNN stage. We're doing it again. You guys well, strap Scott in. Free. We're doing it again. He has to pay her like five mil. Scott Free. Um, but her, him calling her a whack job on TV the very next day is so on brand and so funny. Yep. <laughs> um, anyway, I had a dream last night. I don't know what the circumstances were, but we were filming or shooting something. Probably just because the other day we were taking, we were doing a little photo shoot with our buddy Paul. That's kind of why we were maybe working on the skateboards that out of my brain. Yeah. Um, so we're like in sort of like an alley, and we're taking pictures or video. I don't. I don't know. Uh, it doesn't matter. There was a camera and there. This guy is kind of approaching, and swear to God, the guy didn't really happen. This is a dream. So I swear to so, God, this is I think how I remember it. I was unconscious, but I swear to God. I don't know who this guy was, but he comes up while we're, uh, and I think we're like both on, we're like sitting on the ground and he comes over and he shoves his ass towards us and he farts, man farts on the Palmer Squares. <laughs> how dare he? <laughs> and he? And he starts walking away and we're both like, and nope. <laughs> Does this the, ring a bell? What the, <laughs> Jog your memory. Um, so he farts on us, and then he kind of walks away. Was it a squeaker? or Was it more like the last one? Was it a? Or it was. was it it a, was kind of like a poofter. A poofter. It was kind of like a queef. Queef fest. Like a blast of hot air, you know. Another thing just seeps in. It's queef fest ninety nine. It's you got queef on the brain. You know, silent but deadly. But you can hear it. It's not silent. Just because it doesn't flatulate doesn't mean it's silent. Yeah, I could still hear the air. Did it smell? If I farted right now and you smelled it, would you have more memories of your dream? Because it's the strongest sense. <laughs> so he starts walking away and I'm like, I ain't taking this, dude. And I get up and I'm like, yo, we got a problem, bro? You fart back? We got a problem? <laughs> so you it- hit him with one of your own? Here's a taste of your own meds, bro. <laughs> no, we started like, we start beefing and then... Queefing? Uh, <laughs> we start beef, queef beefing and then <laughs> it gets physical and it turned into one of those dreams where I can't land a punch and if I do, it's like a pillow and it's ineffective right it was just one of those uh it's like when you're laughing so hard and uncontrollably like you lose arm strength you're trying to like open a can of pop yeah but you're like i can't right now i can't <laughs> i can't fight this guy it's too funny the fart and he was he was huge yeah uh but it was one of those 
those dreams. I don't know what that means. I was going to say, what do you think when it you all get in means? a physical altercation and, and you suddenly have like heavy arms that you can't throw? Right. What does that mean? I don't know. I thought you were going to go somewhere deeper with this thing. So you got into a fight in your dream because a guy farted on you yeah, and you I were unable to, to physically retaliate. I had to avenge. Honestly, that's probably the lesson. If someone farts on you, maybe you shouldn't try to kill him. Maybe just. I wasn't trying to kill him. I don't know. You seem pretty mad, dude. I was, it was, you know, we had beef. <laughs> I'm not going to take that shit. That was queef beef. And uh, I couldn't fight. What dream meanings um, can't, can't fight? fight. Can't. Another one is like being uh, unable to move or to run away. It could be like, indicative. It's not, it's not my punches, but sometimes my feet. I, I can't have to run, run. And I'm trying to leave. And it's like, why am I in quicksand? Suddenly it's like I'm in a swimming pool and yeah, I'm trying yeah. to run. Uh, Let's get to the bottom of this. It could be indicative of a lack of faith in yourself. Well, well no shit. <laughs> count it. Check. Or a feeling that you don't stand a chance in a fight. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, wake me up. We'll try again. <laughs> um, it could also be symbolic of feeling overwhelmed by challenges in your life. And check. feeling unable to defend yourself. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah. Is that the same thing? What about can't run instead of can't fight? What about can't. dreams? Can't run. run, feet stuck. To dream Queef. that you are trying to run but cannot make your feet move as fast as you want them to signifies lack of self-esteem or self-confidence. It's all the same. Every dream means that you don't believe in yourself. Right. I, I guess all of our dreams, you know, if you, if you have high self-esteem, you'll be running marathons in your dreams and beating the shit out of everybody who farts on you. No problem. Is that what the whole teeth falling out thing? Is that, isn't that also like... That was the one I had. You don't believe in yourself. Yeah. Well, that's associated with I do loss hate my teeth. and important life changes. The dream could indicate that you're dealing with some kind of loss, like an abrupt end to a relationship or a job change. What the fuck does teeth falling out have to do with that? Dreams are either meaningless or like you're a pussy. It's just like, oh yeah, you uh, you have no self-esteem. Dream kind of a loser. Guy farts in your face. <laughs> what does that Let mean? me guess. Low self-esteem, hard time <laughs> believing in yourself, a change in career path or loss of relationship. Fart dream meanings. Dream interpretation of farting. Hmm. Uh, Can you ask Siri? Siri, what does mean? Hey Alexa, what does mean? Okay, when you see your but this is like yourself farting in dreams. Soon you will face insult or become a victim of mockery in social circles. Uh, when you can smell farts in your dreams, this represents strong sixth sense and powerful acumen. Hey. There you go. That was me on the top shot. Acumen. Powerful. You have great analytical skills. Now it's just bigging me up. I like this. <laughs> I want to get farted on in every dream. You are a person who can sense the danger in a situation. See, the, the moment he was You can, you can smell the danger coming a mile away. I, I knew something was going down. Yeah, dude. I knew something was fishy. <laughs> smelling. <laughs> and he knows uh, this dream clearly suggests that you are an extraordinary person. And quite intelligent and intellectual. Are you making this up? This is what it says for being farted on in your subconscious. You know how bad I am at improv. I couldn't make that (laughs) sentence up. True. All right. Wow. I've never been farted on in a dream, I don't think. So I'm going to try and change that. (laughs) What do I have to have changed? Do I have to somehow will the ability to dream it so that my life... You know, goes better, or do right. I have to find my self confidence in reality, my conscious reality, to start having these beneficial dreams of being farted on? You know, what I think it was was uh, the other day on social media, I posted a little video of me hitting the bag at the gym, and I think I was self conscious that like everyone's gonna think my form sucks, I look like a bitch, my hits aren't hard enough. And then in your subconscious, everyone was like, <laughs> "Actually, you're, you're pretty tight, dude." 
You could whoop my ass. I think that's what it was. Big ups. Believe in yourself. Big ups. <laughs> um, well, uh, I guess now that we got that out of the way, we can... No, I also uh, I forgot to tell something that I thought you would have enjoyed. What is it? Shut it up, weep. I think it was... Uh, yeah, I was driving home from Moonrunners. I guess I shouldn't say this, but I had a little buzz going. I was feeling pretty toasty. Uh-oh. <laughs> I was riding down the highway, uh, and I was feeling good. I was rocking out to some tunes, and I looked over, and this dude was filming me with his camera and laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. My name is Joe I felt, Biden. <laughs> I felt pretty embarrassed. I'm Dr. Joe Biden's husband. That was the car next to term. <laughs> yeah, it was also like not a rocking ass song, I guess. So were you like when you say you were you were buzzing, rocking? Like I've seen you, you 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 steering wheel drums. Were you like I feel the music. Yeah. I enjoy the music. He's I don't just listen to it to hear it. I listen to it to enjoy it. So you were enjoying it a little too much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to a fault. To the point of laughing stock. Good. This was the song. <laughs> this, is, you nerd. this is what I was rocking out to. <laughs> uh, I thought it could just at least be like the B-52s or something. Like Rock Lobster comes on and you're like, I haven't heard this in ages. Let's rock. Yeah, Lobster. <laughs> it was Georgie Harris. Yeah, good. I'm sure he would have laughed harder if he knew what well, I was I'm just listening glad to. If you're admitting that you had a little bit of a buzz on, it could have gone. You could have started trying to like, you know. Chariots of fire I'm off the road <laughs> Start getting into like a death No my proof. driving was impeccable It wasn't that Yeah It's just that I was getting A little too into the music Yeah how do you rock out to this You know what Take the hint Hide your loving ways Or whatever You were loving it A little too much Now the song proves That you gotta be You gotta have a good buzz Going to fucking Thrash <laughs> To thrash to this To yeah. the Beatles Help album Anyway uh-huh. I thought You'd like that Guy made a fool of me. Guy made a mockery of me. Well, speaking of help, let's go to the obits and get a little liquid courage going on. Somebody died, now we're pouring one up in their memory. This is the car next to term, also. <laughs> he was a Hispanic gentleman. Well, unfortunately, this week, the world bid farewell. Come on, you piece of shit. Term's going to bid farewell to his Apple products again this week. <laughs> Throw this thing the, the laptop's window. getting thrown this time. Rita Lee, Brazil's queen of rock and founding member of Os Mutantes. Why do I know la, this song? La, 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 is this just because yeah. you play this shit? Or is I it do play this from shit. something? I do play this. This is on my Latin music playlist, which yeah. we have heard in the vehicular numerous occasions. Oh, yeah. Uh, Os Mutantes, one of the bands my old roommate from Brazil got me into. Uh, I remember he described them to me once as the Beatles of Brazil. That's how universally they are loved. Gotcha. In the land of Brasil. 
Uh, Rita Lee co-founded Os Mutantes, meaning the, the mutants. mutants. Okay, I figured that one out. In 1966, they played Tropicalia music, a politically charged genre that blended traditional Brazilian sounds with the pop and psychedelia coming from the U.S. and U.K. The music of Os Mutantes was influential on later artists, including Kurt Cobain, Beck, and David Byrne. Which member passed away, did you say? Rita Lee, the resident vagina haver. <laughs> Wasn't it two dudes and a lady? That's what this picture indicates here. Yeah. It's a sick album cover. This looks very like... Oh, Great. The Munsters meets like Alice in Wonderland. Something goofy and trippy is going on here. It is Munstery. Um, like Brazil's President Lula has declared three official days of mourning for the death of rock icon and former Os Mutantes vocalist Rita Lee, who passed away from lung cancer yesterday at the age of 75. We hardly knew ye, Rita Lee. Yesterday, like from when this was written so not yesterday ago. from now yes R.I.P. Rita Lee what about this one did you see this Jacqueline Zeman I did and I didn't know what song to play that has anything to do with General I thought, Hospital <laughs> I forgot you like to set them up with songs however See, what song could you play? I was going to say, just let the mutants be the music bed. Or the General Hospital theme song. I guess that's as fitting as you can get. Beloved General Hospital star, dead at 70. Check I it never really watched Simon. the soaps. This would have been a thing I could ask my grandma about if she were still alive today, maybe. But uh, I don't know this show. I don't know shit about shit. And I, <laughs> and I wasn't going to do uh, put her down, but she, was, she starred on General Hospital for more than 40 years. So, yeah. come on. Come on. Got to give give her her due. Yeah, any job. Any job for that amount of time. Have you ever had a job for more than four years that you could have, like... Matt, have you ever had a job for 40 years? <laughs> <laughs> I was saying four. I've had a job for five years, and it was really, like, I was tapped. Yeah. I was fucking tapped out on my last job by year four or five. It's like, how many fucking years am I going to do this? I don't Man. know. The check must have been coming in hot. General Hospital is a big General Hospital is a big show, right? General Hospital. <laughs> I don't know why um, I said that like our friend Zach. Born and raised in New Jersey, Zeman studied dance at the New York University before rising to fame as Lana McLean on One Life to Live. Oh, I thought they were going to say General Hospital. She landed her career-defining role as the fiery nurse Bobby on General Hospital the following year. Starring as that character on more than 800 episodes, earning four daytime Emmy nominations along the way. Wow, only nominations? Snub Look at this little fact. Zeman had acted in commercials and as a Playboy bunny to help pay the bills prior to her big break in the Hell soap operas. Oh, yeah. Uh, quote, I did a lot of traveling when I worked with Mr. Hefner, and I love that, she said during an interview with The, the Locker Room. Uh, that was streamed nine months ago on YouTube. 
It taught me how to do interviews. It taught me how to be on TV, you know, a lot of things Yo. that later on, when I became an actress, I had the opportunity to promote my shows as I was very comfortable with that. Let's see these bikini pics. Look at the cans on Jacqueline, dude. Ooh. Oh, I like that little uh, Lilu Multipass outfit. Mm. Very salacious, she showing the cleave. Nipples, man. Yeah, she was she was tweet. Pretty lady. Damn, yeah, okay. I see the jugs. I respect the jugs. I want to have doggy style sex with her. <laughs> That's hot. She's sitting on the end of the diving board. <laughs> Spread eagle. Hell yeah. Um, right, pull up. Jackie. All right, uh, I do have one more. Should Pull we up just for your girl? Should we take a shot and then maybe one more? Yeah, dude. Yeah, uh, yeah, bro. Termed to switch it up. We normally drink Irish whiskey, and this week we're drinking Irish whiskey. Yes. Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Finally, we have gone with uh, proper number twelve. Term has watched enough UFC televised events to see enough commercials it's for not just like conor mcgregor's little uh boomerang gif walking forward and walking back billy strut walking forward and walking back they call it the billy strut i call it walking forward and walking <laughs> back <laughs> i've seen that a thousand times too uh yeah no i just like uh i always stop to re-up our alcohol and i wanted to switch it up you know when you said you wanted to switch it up and you he was like reaching in his bag he's like i switched it up this week and i was like finally tequila He's like Irish whiskey again. Should we do different like a different oh yeah type of drink? We're gonna need a tequila show soon. You think that'll change things? I think I it'll do. change things. I think it'll be less impatient, meanie, a little more fun drunk. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm not a fun drunk with the whisks. <laughs> I don't know. Ask home guy. All right, let's taste this Cheers. swill. Yeah, let's really review this thing. Right off the bat, tastes about identical to any whiskey I've ever had from Ireland. Tastes just like whiskey. <laughs> what else? Um, I had another one. Same one? It's also a fellow from Brazil, so I figure what the hey. <laughs> Let's just run it back. <laughs> um, no, really sad. Uh, a journalist who I revere and highly respect, Glenn Greenwald, lost his husband this past week, uh, David Miranda. Then I'll read a statement from Glenn Greenwald. It is with the most profound sadness that I announce the passing away of my husband, David Miranda. He would have turned 38 tomorrow. Damn. God. Let's just say he was 38. Right? Young folks. So how do you know this uh, Brazilian journalist's work? What are they known for? Glenn Greenwald is a great uh, journalist who is is known for pushing back against the establishment. Brazilian Um, or American? Glenn Greenwald is American. Okay. Um, he's been living in Brazil for... I say, it didn't sound like a Brazilian name. For quite some time, I believe, uh, where he married David Miranda and they adopted a couple sons. Um, I don't know really the details uh, of his cause of death. Not important, though. Uh, David's life was ex- extraordinary in all ways. His mother died when he was five, leaving him an orphan in... I'm going to try this one. Jacarezinho. Nailed it. But a beautiful and compassionate neighbor, Donna Elaine, took him in despite four children of her own and deep poverty, became his mom, and gave him a chance for life. Um, This gave David a chance to live his full potential in a society that often suffocates it. He was key to the Edward Snowden story, became the first gay man elected to Rio's city council, then federal congress at the age of 32, 
That's my age. Yeah. I have not accomplished what have you done? <laughs> anything near <laughs> breaking the Edward Snowden story. <laughs> I played in a guy's backyard last Saturday. <laughs> Yeah, what's that a euphemism for? He inspired <laughs> what so many. What are going to be inspired by that moment in our career? He inspired so many with his biography, passion, and force of life. Uh, really, really tragic. R.I.P. David Miranda. Um, well, I've got one that I saw. I don't know. Maybe let's see if you can find a song for it while I read it. But it says, longtime MLB umpire Don Deckinger dies at age 86. So there's the info. MLB Don Denkinger, 86. Denkinger. Or Denkinger. I'm guessing it's Kinger. There you go. Nailed it. Denkinger, who umpired close to 4,000 games in his career, uh, was best known for a blown call at first base in game six of the 1985 World Series. Damn. Doing him dirty. You suck! <laughs> Isn't that the worst one? Like your your top little sub tagline. It's like dead at 86. Mo- uh, 4,000 games in his career. Most known for biffing it big time that in the guy World who Series. fucked up the World Series died, ladies and gents. Um, Bill Buckner? I don't think it's that one. That was also no, a blown. Bill Buckner was like. But that was a first base call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was a first base Missed a ground ball. Denkinger, who made a costly uh, blown call at first base in Game Six of the '85 World Series, has died. He was 86. No cause of death given. Um, uh, a big league umpire from 1969 to 1998. Uh, Denkinger worked three All Star games: 71, 76, and 87. Six championship series: 72, 75, 79, 82, 88, 92, and four World Series: 74, 1980, 1985, and 1991. Uh, he was the home plate umpire for Bucky Dent's home run in the 78 AL East tiebreaker game. Um, and also the Jack Morris versus John Smoltz duel in Game 7 of the 91 World Series. I have no memories Schmaltz. of any of these. but uh, I have no memory of anything you just said. Anyways, Denkinger's stellar career overshadowed by his blown call in Game 6 of the 1985 series. Uh, he incorrectly called Kansas City Royals pinch hitter uh, Jorge Orta safe at first base, even though the St. Louis Cardinals pitcher Todd Worrell received the flip from the first baseman John Clark and had his foot on the bag. Um, Worrell and the Cardinals manager Whitey Herzog argued, <laughs> what a name, argued Killer fervently, um, though there was no me- mechanism in place to overturn calls at the time. I have the play here if you want to watch it. You want to pause that for a sec? Whitey Herzog rules. Let's see him biff this call. Corrected dinger. Oh, God, even, dude. I don't know. I'm going to need to see a uh, replay. Do they have slow-mo replays in the 80s? Let's see. I'm going to need to review the call. Everybody's running out. Manager's running out. They didn't have the technology to do instant replay. What's the score? What's the inning? Um, Actually, I do have that info right here. Um, this is a quote, actually, I believe, from Denkinger. It says, I was in good position, but Worrell is tall, and the throw was high. I couldn't watch his glove and his feet at the same time. It was a soft toss, and there was so much crowd noise, I couldn't hear the ball hit the glove. Uh, this blown call placed Orta at first base to begin the ninth inning with the Royals down 1-0. Kansas, uh, they, were, they were down. They were losing by a point. Kansas City went on to win the game. Um, on a walk-off two-run single a few batters later, forcing Game 7, which the Royals then won 11-0. to So I guess uh, 
So and then who are they playing? You never know what would have happened. Yeah, you you don't know what would have happened if he didn't call that. They could have still went and forced a game seven, but I guess that was a big exactly. It sounds like indicator. the Cardinals still had all the chance. Yeah, you never know. Either way, uh, <laughs> what a memorial. Uh, Denkinger received death threats for years following the blown call, so much so that the FBI conducted investigations. Later in life, he signed photos of the blown call during appearances. He was a guest speaker uh, at a benefit dinner for the Whitey Herzog Youth Foundation in 2005. Well, we hardly knew ye, Donnie Denkinger. Let's do one more shot. Oh, yeah, dude. Term, you're quite the baseball connoisseur these days. That didn't mean anything to you? Not a whole lot. I like to go to the games. I don't know anything about it. I just like when they play that little Uzi song and that guy walks out. Damn! Ever since you showed me that song, I, it's everywhere. I hear, I hear it, it, it everywhere. It's on I the radio. It Remember how hard it was to find? That's what I'm saying. It's wild how everywhere that became the the day after I heard it. Um, what was the? Uh, I just saw the story Body the other day. Ha. I just want to ha ha. That guy's cool name, Whitey. Whitey Herzog. Reminded me of uh, some like NHL guy, another sports broadcaster. I think has been fired for making. Uh, well, I mean, God fired Don Denkinger. Racially insensitive. Oh, another Glenn Cooper. Oh, it was boy. nowhere near it. That's why I'm trying to find it. Send me a link. Drop the pin. I mean, the guy, the the. I don't think it was a commentator during the game. It was like a Sports Center type of thing where they're just like talking about clips of several games after the fact. What did he say? Um, but there's a, a player, and it's a white dude, but I guess he's like part Native American. Um, and his name is Zach White Cloud. And the guy said, he was, he was like reviewing a, a highlight from Zach White Cloud and said, White Cloud, what kind of last name is that? Maybe a good name if you're a toilet paper. And then kept going Ooh. on with the thing. Ooh. <laughs> Here's the thing. They met at the bike racks after class, I heard. Here's the thing. There <laughs> is a toilet paper brand called White Cloud. That's why he said it. He didn't just go, that's a dumbass name that I don't like. I'm going to liken it to things you wipe yeah. shit with. <laughs> I wipe my ass with your family's lineage. That's what everyone's treating it like. Is like He thinks that my culture is for wiping butts. It's like, no, there's actually a brand called White Cloud. I mean, the way he said it, he sounds like a jerk off still. Yeah. But it, it sounds like a, like a stupid joke. An unfunny joke. I said this not is not like ha ha Indians. This isn't uh, even related, but it seems like the same level of like minor bullshit getting blown out of proportion. I was looking for hip hop stories. I didn't really find any this week. One that I did see was something about uh, Debrat and her partner's like sperm donor uh, for their baby. Yeah, she said something about him. She called him Jiminy Cricket, and then people are, I guess, upset. And then I guess she got accused of like something borderline racial. For, for saying that the black donor was like Jiminy Cricket for some reason or that he was, I don't fucking remember. Piece of shit. Either way, why would anyone have a problem with that for any reason, really? Even if it was like a racial something, there's undertones. It's like, she's black. Uh, He's black. To Brad has responded they're, to They're having kids together. <laughs> online backlash about the name she called a lone potential black sperm donor insisting that she meant no harm when making... What harm? I, I just, I'm so out of the loop. What the fuck that would even mean, harm? This is, I mean, we keep talking about this. Every day, you can find a new article about someone who got in trouble for saying something offensive, and the article never tells you what they said. I'm sure it's in there, but it, it says- At that white cloud thing, I went through four articles before I finally like 
found what the guy goddamn said. I think it says more about the people who are outraged in these, you know? It's always like, what's the harm? And then the people that find the harm in it, it's like, well, now you you did that in your head, you know? The mothers to be opted against using the sole black donor, though, over qualms about his appearance. So I guess they had a potential black donor. I don't give what it matters if he's black. A potential donor. I'm confused. I shouldn't have brought this up. I guess because they're black. They wanted the donor to be black. But they said what he looked like. Opted against using the sole black, so the sole donor over qualms about his appearance. Quote, that dude looked like Jiminy Cricket, the Brad joked. I was like, I'm sorry, but that wasn't going to be my choice. So what's what's offensive about that? I mean, maybe she's just saying he's ugly. I don't don't want. No. I, I was reading. I don't want my babies. I, I just skimmed it. I should have fucking read it more thoroughly. But you she said something about like, thoroughly. she was like, it, she was mentioning like, no, I'm black and I meant no ill. What, where does the racial shit come in? Um, I guess what I'm trying to say here is who gives a shit? Would you like this last shot so we can move on? Please. Yeah. Also, Jacqueline's big old boobies reminded me of Janelle Monet. Did you see that? I did see that, but I also have been seeing, <sighs> I think she's doing a whole like album promo with <sighs> lots of- uh, With her boobs. Titties out. Yeah. It's great. Not safe for work. Uh, I love it. She's leaning into the sex. Not going to listen to the album. Marketing for her album. I'm going to whack off though. Yeah, but if you are going to listen to it, it's only because you saw her boobs and you want to support that. No, you know, I already got the boobs. <laughs> well, then Janelle, it's not working. Um, but yeah, I saw her boobs. They look great. She's cute, and I like that. Cheers, Donnie Denkinger. You really biffed that one, Mister. Um, here, let's do a few fan questions. It's time for fan questions. Riddle do, riddle doodle doodle do. It's time for fan questions. DPS report. Yeah. Oh, hey guys. What's up? Um, I've just been thinking about some old songs lately uh, that I don't like, and I keep hearing a tribe called Quest song. Uh, like, since I've been born, practically. And I don't understand why people like it, but it's just like, can I kick it? Yes, you can. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Right, let's take but any like, song. Okay, that's Pause one it. of the lamest questions. Uh, what's like a Queen song? A Queen song? Yeah, I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody, obviously. What are the words? Uh, somebody to love. <laughs> what are the words to Bohemian Rhapsody? I see a little silhouette of a man. <laughs> Mama, I think I killed a man. Mama, life had just begun. <laughs> Say any fucking lyric like that and it's going to be annoying, shithead. Whoa. I'm not going to take this. You're being an impatient meanie. I just like to point that out. No, he's a shithead, though. First of all, it's Timothy Coco guy. That's why he was writing in. You shat on him for writing in Good. and not calling anymore. Go back anymore. to writing, and you're... fucking bad opinion having moron. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> You've learned nothing. <laughs> Yes, you can. It's like, okay, that's one of the lamest questions you can ask and one of the lamest ways you can answer. That's, I, I really don't like that song, and it's made me not want to listen to A Tribe Called Quest because it's so bad. <laughs> it's, a, it's a generational thing for sure. It's like, not entirely, though. I don't think it's their best song Tribe by any stretch. Quest is, you know, predates my generation, but... Well, I think it was like fresh for the time. I don't think it sounds dated necessarily, but I guess I would agree that that's not like, even though it might be their biggest, most well-known song uh, or Bonita Applebaum, you know? Yeah. Like those aren't like the best tribe songs to me as a fan 
of them as hip hop legends and pioneers. You know what I mean? But like, I don't think it's, uh, I guess I get it from somebody. I, I just mentioned this about uh, the roots and how Timpani Coco guy, who that was, uh, he's not aware of the roots. He's a young, a younger guy and he yeah. knows them as the tonight show band. He actually messaged me about that. And he's like, I'm listening to early roots. It's incredible. I always kind of wrote them off of this corny, you know, Quite NBC. Unfortunate. right. Like it's, it's a, that's a generational thing. I feel like where it's like the history's out there. The music is out there, but he sort of like shed a little light on my theory of like, yeah, somebody who at this point is like a teenager or somebody who's becoming a hip hop head and what they're hearing and interested in does. Can I kick it sound corny and dated to them? Or do they like hear black thought or the roots and be like, what the fucking Jimmy Fallon band? You know, they well, don't they know do. about that the 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 cipher video we were playing or the tipping point album and shit like that that I guess we discovered before they moved on to primetime television, you know? Yeah, I mean He does have this follow up by the way, which I guess sort of asks a question. What I was trying to say is that there's some old things that are like looked at as classics and I get how they're good, but I just can't help but find it like corny and not good. And especially with that, a tribe called Quest. You get how it's good, song. but you just can I kick don't it? think it's good. Yes, you can. I feel like he's adhering. Can do it again? He's acknowledging that. It really uh, bothers me the way he says that. Should we run it back? It's not what the song sounds like. I'm going to put like. that in the soundboard for you. <laughs> it's, I, I'm sorry. I have to say that every time I hear it. It's so bad to me. And Like, okay, it could be worse. It's one of the greatest hip-hop songs ever made. It's kind of like The Matrix to me. I wouldn't put it in my top ten. I'm not putting it in my top 10. When it came out, it There's like, a zillion, so top 200 is still one of the best. Yeah. Well, it's one of those undeniable things. Like We read that list about like the top 50 rappers celebrating 50 years of hip-hop. Here's Billboard's top 50 rappers. Most of them Billboard, are not shit yeah. I listen to, but I would agree that they're, they're top 50 legends. Like, you know, Queen Latifah, I'm not listening to her shit, but I do feel like she belongs like in the same pioneer what? category as Tribe Called Quest. What? For sure. I would agree with that. You and ITY. As long as Tribe doesn't get bumped out for something like that, but if they're all in there, Ice Cube, Ice T, Ice Ice Spice. <laughs> uh, no, uh, Queen Latifah, Tribe Called Quest, Rock Him, all of that stuff. I feel like yes, that makes sense, but they're not necessarily like the shit I'm queuing up from as somebody at my age, yeah. as a hip hop fan, this day and age. I don't know. I don't listen to it as much, but I do agree. If you just bumped it out and put like we we talked about how Future was in there, get the fuck out of here. Future doesn't belong in the top fifty. Take a fucking next to hike. Common, guys never even Kanye picked up West. a pen. You're gonna put him in the fucking top rappers shit. Uh, he goes on. It's kind of like the Matrix to me, where everyone who saw it when it came out was like, "Yo, that was some next level shit." Oh, were you four? Like I didn't watch it until like two years ago, and I was like, "This." sucks like this is so bad yeah I typical young guy who can only so judge funny. things by a modern standard that, i'm gonna like, be well, i'm well. gonna stand up for timothy coco guy because those people in 1999 thought the matrix was better than the revenant what the, idiots the matrix kind of stinks it does it stinks and it's dated it I, does i it's get dated that. i think it's anything a, 20 years old is dated it's not we just talked about how the roots aren't my point is, like, I get the comparison. The Matrix fucking stinks. I think <laughs> Can I Kick It by Tribe is far and away a more legendary, less dated, better thing in, in like, pop culture than The Matrix. But I get that. At the time, The Matrix was the biggest movie, groundbreaking at the time, and you watch it now. The graphics especially, are pretty, pretty bad. Exactly. You watch it with the standards the of now. belly button. Um, you know, having seen, even though I don't like Avatar or something, it's like, yeah, the graphics evolved tenfold 
10,000 fold. So when, yeah, you look back at it and it's like, oh, wow, we, this is what society raved for at the time. Lawnmower man. Oh, the graphics were all the graphics. It's like it stinks if you look back on it, but not everything. We'll be raved about Lawnmower Man, though. <laughs> Did they? Like Twister. That movie is something that came out 30 years it's ago. A classic. I think the graphics hold up. I think those tornadoes look real. <laughs> uh, so not everything 20 or 30 years old is dated, but that's a fine example. Fuck the Matrix. You got to remember what time it was then, man. That was revolutionary, and I get it. But why does it feel corny? That's all I'm wondering. It's like, why do the some of the like revolutionary things in art feel corny. Is it because people just rip it off so much? Or is it just like actually corny? Yeah, I don't know, but um, now it's always stuck in my head. Can I kick it? Do One it more time. Do it again, you yes, piece of shit. <laughs> can I yes, you can. Hell yeah, get him. I- I'll stop now, but like it's just so lame. I'm sorry. I think but. he's too far gone. He's never going to like that song. Um, he is wrong in this case. And I do appreciate that at least after last week, he did follow up and he was like, oh, the roots are legendary. I'm I'm going back and listening to it and it's tight. It's like, I don't know. Listen to more Tribe. Definitely don't base your, you know, he's like, I, could, I didn't even want to listen to them because of that song and how corny I think it is. Well, fuck that song to you. Go listen to even their newer album. You know, I feel like that shit in 20 years won't be dated the way, I don't know, a lot of hip-hop of the 80s just doesn't sound that hip anymore. I don't know. I want to hear like what he thinks sounds cool if that, if Can I Kick It sounds so faggy to him. I mean, you're not going to want to... Don't set him up to come back with stuff. Like, you're not going to like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, fine with it, but... I'm not. No, no. Timothy Coco, call in next week again and tell us what you like to listen to in the hip-hop <laughs> realm. I'm sure Term will be glad he asked. All right, we're going to switch over to the Patreon in just a few moments. But uh, in the meantime, don't forget, we have a show June 4th in <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio at Mahal's. And uh, another show on August 25th with the Grilled Lincolns and Jarve and Wax. What a lineup. That's in Baltimore. Tickets for both those are on sale on our website. Go there. Get those. More um, shows. To come private events, we Chicago think. suburbs. Let us know where your yard is and where your basketball arcade game is. We'll be there. Um, 708-797-3079 and TPS Sports Podcast at gmail.com. Don't listen to Term. He's impatient. He's a meanie. Give us a call. He's being mean. Timothy Coco, go back to writing it. Desecrating <laughs> the memory of Fife Dog with that fucking nonsense. <laughs> He's Doesn't a freak. even mention the Fife fucking. Fife Dog was a freak. Uh, one of the most legendary fucking samples of Lou Reed's Walk on the Wild Side. Like everything about that song kicks ass. You're wrong, Timothy Coco. Does it guy. kick ass? Yeah, yes, it can. does. Patreon.com slash Palmer Squares. Over 20 hours of Patreon podcast at this point, exclusive there. And Patreon just added a feature. This was not a thing a few weeks ago, and now it is. Um, there's free previews. They let me like isolate the first 10 minutes or any chunk of minutes so non-members can go over there and hear some of the Patreon episodes every week, too. So do that. You'll clamor for more. You'll sign up. It's inevitable. And we do have a new video coming out there very soon. Uh, stay tuned for that. Hopefully, uh, end of the month. Coming soon. And uh, palmersquares.com slash shop. I think we just ordered some new merch. Get what's there in the meantime. We got shirts. We got CDs. We got records. The records are at bishoprecords.com, but you know. Beanies, hats, posters, stickers. All the goods. palmersquares.com slash shop. Go to patreon.com 
slash Palmer Squares and become a member. You get a free 20% free 20% discount wow, code. Wow, you suck. You're trying to reiterate <laughs> stuff, but you're making it worse. You get a 20% <laughs> discount code for all the merch items at palmersquares.com slash shop. And more shows coming soon. Uh, we may sure. have lost our booking guy, but we may have found some help in the interim here. There's and, more. Uh, There's more coming. It's just stuff that you got to like focus months out now. So we're trying to look at the fall... Stay tuned for announcements as we put stuff together. I do think we'll have we'll have something. We're not going to stay home all fall, so uh, stay tuned. We might have some shows with some pals of ours being announced soon about uh, in the, uh, what is that, southeast? Some southeastern markets that we don't usually get to, so stay tuned for that. Hmm. I guess that's it, you guys. P.O. Box. The Palmer Squares P.O. Box 47772, Chicago, Illinois, 60647. Send us something there. I was there today. Guess what? It was empty. Leave us a five-star rating. In general, not for this week's episode. No, we're crushing it. <laughs> and, um... Come on, this guy doesn't like the end of the song with that fucking crazy scratch breakdown. You lost me. What are we talking about? Can I kick it, dog? Remember oh. the end? Right. The DJ? Yeah. He just you goes... Just, your impressions of songs don't, like... Hook my ears. <laughs> this happened last yeah, week. Yeah, you too. just have gay ears, though. <laughs> my ears. He loves the cock. <laughs> they love the cock. <laughs> um, anything else? Twenty fifth hour, last minute statements. Term. Come on, what do you got? I Come got on, it. something about something about Trump and something. You gotta go to the spotties. Oh, I gotta pause this. Trump actually gave a really uh, decent answer to one of the questions at the town hall. This dumb bitch was like. Who would you rather see win the conflict right now, Russia or Ukraine? Which is like, why would you ask that question in the first place? And he gives a good politician's answer of like, I I don't think of it in terms of winners and losers. I just want the fighting to stop. Unless we're talking about you. You're a nasty (laughs) loser loser of a woman. I just want it to stop and people to stop dying. And like four more times, that wasn't good enough for her. She's like, yeah, but... Who would you like to see win the conflict? Because that's good when you're trying to be diplomatic and negotiate, you know, a solution between two fighting countries is to declare verbally which one you want to win. Right. Do you have to endorse that like, you know, politicians do for their presidential vote? No. Endorse. Which country do you want to have more uh, uh, confirmed kills? (laughs) Um, I guess that's it, you guys. No, but this part. Come on, Tiffany Coco ever, guy. Ever. You don't like this? <laughs> I was just listening to um. We were listening to Sade, and then it was the Doomsday sample, and I was like, "Tell, tell Melina," I was like, "Put on Doomsday by MF Doom after this." Yeah, legendary song. And then I was even just listening to that. When I was you. The the scratch on that. It's so. Hipper, 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 hipper. It's nonstop. It's a little aggressive. It's like, all right, we get it. You're a DJ. Could feel you MC. <laughs> Shout out rules. Um, and so does our pal, the suspect, allegedly. Uh, he has a new song out that uh, just tickled me pink. It's called You Can't Kill Me, I'm Already Dead. And I love the, uh, you know, it's one of those, <laughs> you know, fuck my desk job, fuck a day job type of songs. But uh, right. Take fresh. this job and shove it. Take this job and shove it. Uh, yeah, find this in the Smoochie Gang playlist. It's called You Can't Kill Me, I'm Already Dead by The Suspect, allegedly one of my favorite rap names in underground hip-hop. Um, we're going to Patreon. 
Join us, will you? Kill me. Kill Whitey. Kill Whitey. It's the suspect, allegedly. I'm dead inside. My assassins who recruited me. This is actually my eulogy. It doesn't matter what they do to me. I'm half the man I used to be. Like the amputee community. There's a fungus growing in my stomach. And it controls my motor functions like a puppet. I try to scream and I'm frozen like a polo plunging. And the people that I know, they never notice nothing. On the outside, I'm the same smiling face. I get the paper, see my neighbors, and say hi and wave. But underneath, there's something that has slightly changed. I seem normal, but it isn't normally how I behave. I'm disgusted by the monster I've become. I transformed into a zombie you should hunt. Every day at the office, drinking coffee in a mug. But it hardly is enough. What I hunger for is something more. You can't kill me, my office is a funeral. I'm dead inside, my coffin is a cubicle. You can't kill me, my organs are consumable. I'm dead inside from the corporate institution. Yo, you can't kill me, my office is a funeral I'm dead inside, my coffin is my cubicle You can't kill me, my organs are consumable I come alive when I'm recording in the studio I'm a walking cadaver, crawling with maggots cause I'm dead inside Walking the planet till the end of time I could have been torn to Atlas, but I never tried It's like something crawled up my ass and then it died The worms inside my brain are nourished by my pain It flourishes when I'm at work and I complain it controls my neural circuits like a game What it turned me into is a person that I hate My heart stopped beating in that moment I'm conscious, even though I started decomposing I was recently promoted, but I don't feel emotions I'm a ghost, and my body is the demon from the omen I'm dead inside like a mummy in a tomb I'm paralyzed as it multiplies, I'm doomed My hands are tied and there's nothing I can do Imagine there's a parasite that's stuck inside of you you can't kill me, my office is a funeral I'm dead inside, my coffin is a cubicle You can't kill me, my organs are consumable I'm dead inside from the corporate institution, yo You can't kill me, my office is a funeral I'm dead inside, my coffin is my cubicle You can't kill me, my organs are consumable I come alive when I'm recording in the studio